Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. He's been in the forefront of what's going on with these shots for COVID-19, the the inception of where it actually came from. It's Dr. Peter McCullough, MD, MPH, and a bunch of other letters as well. Doc, good to see you again. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Joe. You know, I was in Phoenix recently, and then I saw you post on Instagram that you were in Phoenix. I really wish that we could have met in person. It would have been great to do an interview that way. We have to we have to adjust our schedule somehow and make that happen. Well, I tell you, you're rapid fire, so let's get going. <laughs> we're going to get going. All right. Um, uh, first of all, the book is called Courage to Face COVID-19. Go to the website, couragetofacecovid19.com. Get the book, learn everything that you have to learn. I want to start with a piece of video from Jerry Nadler, who is the uh, U.S. representative out of the great state of New York. He's on the U.S. House, uh, House floor yesterday, and he says this, and I want your comments on this if you don't mind. It protects against transmission of the disease to the next person, and the healthcare worker certainly ought to be required to be vaccinated. And when we have a pandemic like the COVID-19 pandemic that we had, Two-year-olds should have been required to wear masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that because there was no vaccination available for two-year-olds. The only way to protect them... It's actually sick. He doesn't know anything about anything, but he literally says, because the healthcare workers in New York that were laid off want to get their jobs back. They should never have been laid off because they weren't so-called vaccinated. And then he pushes the idea that a two-year-old should be required to wear a mask and if parents don't do that, they somehow are abusing their children. Your thoughts on that? He should be recalled, Joe. That's terrible. You know, Cochrane analysis has shown public masking had no impact whatsoever. Even the CDC agrees. The CDC says only healthcare workers facing a COVID patient should have to wear a mask. The CDC separately says the vaccines never stop transmission. So he's completely wrong. He should just check the CDC website. Um, Rochelle Walensky, the CDC uh, boss over there, the director, the secretary, whatever she is, she was in front of Congress the other day and was asked about whether her statement in 2021 that you could not transmit it nor get it if you got the shot. Her answer was really, really loose with the facts. And then at the end, when pressured, she said, well, it did stop transmission and it did stop you from getting it for the alpha variant. But no other variant after that. Now, doctor, I've looked at all the studies, and even Pfizer admits that they never even studied if it stopped you from getting it and spreading it. Where do you think she's getting her information, or is she lying? She's not being truthful with the country. We had data from Chow, Acharian, Rhymerisma, Acorsi, 
showing that the fully vaccinated were loaded with virus. They were clearly transmitting it when they had testing. Paper by Singer, Singh Jarajan and colleagues, during that time period she mentioned, 30% of all transmission was from fully vaccinated to fully vaccinated. That was published in Lancet. I'm telling you, she's not citing the data and that's a sign that she's not being truthful. What she's claiming is Dr. Peter McCullough. Go to his website, PeterMcCulloughMD.com, or get the book at CourageToFaceCovid.com. Um, she's claiming that the science changed. Well, the science we knew in 2020 and 2021 is way different than what we know today. Is that true? Well, it, the, the data evolved over time. You know, early on, natural immunity was letter perfect. Patients weren't getting recurrent infections. We got to Omicron, and it broke through natural immunity. That's an example of where- Science changed. Okay, the we beginning, masks never worked. Social distancing didn't work. And the vaccines rapidly failed. You know, I had um, uh, Richard Urso on, who you know, early on when the pandemic was happening. And he actually said that if you had, like, SARS-1, that you were immune from SARS-CoV-2. Is that true? It's true. There was an in vitro study that strongly suggested it. Years later, uh, the bone marrow cells recognized the SARS-CoV-2 pathogen as enough homology between the two that uh, one had immunity. So we all have some form of immunity, Joe. It turns out a paper by Chen and colleagues doing the Journal of Medicine, October of 2022, once through Delta and Omicron, a second infection, Joe, zero risk of hospitalization and death. That's the reason why the hospital has been empty now for a couple of years. Those who are getting COVID-19 today, I've seen some studies and you could probably cite them better than I can. It's, it appears to be those who have taken at least one shot. Is that true? It's true. A paper by Shretha and colleagues, Cleveland Clinic, Joe, every additional shot, higher risk of recurrent Omicron. The people are the best at Cleveland Clinic are the unvaccinated. So ask for an unvaccinated nurse or healthcare worker. Can you imagine? It goes completely 180 degrees against what they've been pushing. Doctor, this asks for opinion. You might, want not, might not want to go there. But why then have they been telling these either half-truths or lies or making up data that didn't exist? Was it about power and control? Was it about making billions for the pharmaceutical companies? Do you know why they did this? They did it as a National Defense Act countermeasure. So this is a military countermeasure. When military decisions are made, they stick with them. They don't review the data. They're certainly not going to stop at this point in time. Government's completely committed to continuing vaccination as long as they see fit. Uh, I've called on the floor of the U.S. Senate uh, December 7, 2022, Joe, pull them all off the market. They're not safe for human use and they don't work. And then there's where they want to put mRNA um, technology into our food. We can talk about that in a minute. It's Dr. Peter McCullough. Go to PeterMcCulloughMD.com and CourageToFaceCOVID.com to get his book, Courage to Face COVID. We talked about the Buffalo Bills player whose heart stopped on the field and they resuscitated him quickly. You've been very uh, appreciative of those medical workers that came in and saved his life. When he was sitting down for an interview months later, he was asked directly, do you know what happened? And he didn't say, yes, I do, or no, I don't. He said, I'm just not going to go there. Doc, why isn't he going there? Do you think he's been told by people, don't say what this was, because then they're all going to freak out because they've gotten the shot? He could have easily told us if he didn't take the shot. The NFL claims 95% of players take the shot. We should assume he took the shot and that his his problem was COVID-19 vaccine-induced myocarditis and sudden cardiac death. We ruled out comodial cordis because it doesn't happen because of the shoulder pads and t- common tackling like this. He's claiming now that he had commodio cordis and he's going to return to the NFL. Boy, if he does, he's taking a big risk. He'll be the first person with a primary cardiac arrest defibrillated on the field who comes back 
without a defibrillator and playing, taking the same risks he had before. Well, you, you and I talked about this before. If he had that, that other thing, not myocarditis, if he had the other issue, he, he, would have, he would have just plopped down immediately. He didn't. He took a couple of steps. He, he looked like he was fine until he wasn't. That was something different, wasn't it? That's right. Commodio cordis is a blow to the chest, uh, unprotected sternum with a baseball or a lacrosse ball, hockey puck, uh, you know, playing, uh, you know, ice hockey in the park. The bottom line is it never happens in pro football because the pads protect the breastbone and the, and the helmet is too broad. So he didn't have commodio cordis. That's not a correct diagnosis. And at this point in time, if he goes on the field or the Bills have him go on the field, they're taking an enormous risk. It'll be unprecedented. I know that we have much less information about Jamie Foxx, the actor, but immediately there was a report from some insider who, who suggested that he has information that this was after he got the shot. He was told by the, some production company on a movie that he was doing, you can't be on the set if you don't have the shot. He had the shot, and then allegedly that's when he started suffering these, these issues. We've heard stories he might be blind, he might have had a stroke. I'm not actually sure. What I do know is Jamie Foxx is a performer, and if he could have by now, he would have said something to us. And he hasn't said anything to us. Do you have any sort of summary you can make on, on the information we do have or not? I have no direct knowledge of what happened to Fox. I do know him. We took pictures back in 2021 and talked. He, he knew that I had concerns regarding the vaccines. But Hollywood reporter A.J. Benza right. says he has firsthand knowledge that, in fact, what happened to Fox is what you said. He was forced to take a shot, and he's had a devastating stroke a month of of hospitalization and inpatient rehab doesn't look good. I think Fox's agents ought to come out and tell America what happened to warn other people. He's a great guy, I know him personally. He's younger than I am, Joe, very fit. He's not at risk to have stroke unless he took a shot. He's an amazing entertainer as well. I don't know about his politics, don't care. I know that I get great enjoyment out of what he does. And a guy at 50, 55, whatever age he is, and a guy at his age, to have this sort of reaction when, as you said, he's, he's fit. Look, I'm 56. I work out four or five times a week. I had COVID, as you know. Ivermectin, some, some steroids to get my lungs going again. Doc, I was off the air one day. So even I'm not, I don't feel as though I'm at risk. So pushing this on anybody doesn't make sense. So do you think it's a matter of, of a Hollywood conglomeration or the government gets a hold of them because the initial stories about COVID have now been sort of downplayed, although um, we still haven't heard from Jamie Foxx. Do you think there's collusion going on to where all of the big media, the big Hollywood, big sports, big, big government, big tech all say, look, just be quiet about this. Don't say what really happened. In 2021, uh, HHS and the Biden administration uh, announced the COVID Community Core Program. Billions of dollars flowed to media, Hollywood, a whole variety of agencies. I think they took government money and they are forcing the vaccines and they are forcing a behavior where nothing bad about the vaccines is mentioned, including a devastating stroke, which uh, should be publicly declared to warn others. It is uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Go to PeterMcCulloughMD.com. Go and get his book, Courage to Face COVID.com. I may have brought this up last time I had you on, but I want to go here again. It sort of piggybacks on what Jerry Nadler just said. Kathy Hochul, who is the governor of New York, literally was asked this by a local news reporter, will you rehire the tens of thousands of medical workers, the frontline workers that put their lives at risk to save COVID patients early on? Will you hire them back, give them back pay? And her answer, Dr. Blew My Mind, you may have seen this. Her answer was, why would somebody who's looking for health care, why would I put them at risk of getting COVID by the health care worker to begin with? I'm not going to hire them back. They need to get vaccinated. This doesn't make any sense. We're putting people at more risk. 
when she says something like that, isn't it time that we said, let's let McCullough decide these things and not some governor of a state? We can look at the Cleveland Clinic data, Shretha and colleagues. The unvaccinated are the safest healthcare healthcare workers. With each successive shot, there's a greater risk of getting recurrent uh, Omicron. So what Hochul needs to know is hire back the unvaccinated workers. They're the healthiest and safest workers you can have in the hospital. Is there a class action suit here, doctor? They, these people have been out of work for a year. And as I said, early on, they put their lives at risk right there firsthand when COVID, we knew very little about COVID. Shouldn't they be hired back? And they've got a suit here, don't they? They should have a class action, no doubt about it. There's other class action uh, activities going on around the nation. Healthcare workers were unfairly fired. Now we know the unvaccinated are the healthiest workers, lowest risk of COVID. Now that we don't have a pandemic, and it's Dr. Peter McCullough, go to PeterMcCulloughMD.com and uh, check out his podcast, check out everything he does. I see you appearing everywhere, and your Instagram is really blown up too. Go and follow him there. Get his book, CourageToFaceCOVID.com, at CourageToFaceCOVID.com. The book is actually called Courage to Face COVID. So as we go forward, we're not in a, in a pandemic state now. Cooler heads should prevail. People like you and Urso and Jesse Lopez and all these other people, these doctors, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Gold, should all show up at Congress now that it's being run by Republicans, and the truth should be told. We don't want the government to ever again make medical decisions for government workers, for American citizens, and we don't want half information out there. Is there a, a move right now to get you in front of committees like Jordan's committee and Comer's committee and, and any other committee that's necessary to inform the American public and the government we can never do it the way we just did it. It's true. You know, I've talked to Chip Roy personally. He's on Comer's committee. The Congress still has not had a practicing doctor who treats COVID or vaccine injuries come testify on the congressional side. Crazy. Now, on the Senate side, I've been there three times. I've led two of the major sessions. But Congress needs to hear from practicing doctors who know COVID up front and personal and know how to treat it. Because if another pandemic comes, it's going to fall on our shoulders again. Chip Roy's a good man. He's actually my congressman here in, in Texas 21. Um, and, and he's out there fighting the good fight. But, but yet again, he's one lone voice. Are you finding that government is more accepting to the actual science? Because you can rattle off 30 studies right now if you wanted to, and they're all above reproach or all peer-reviewed or else you wouldn't be talking about them. Are they more receptive in government to say, okay, McCullough does know more than us. Let's not, let's not make our own decisions like from Jerry Nadler. Let's listen to the experts. Government is waking up. I noticed the Marjorie Taylor Greene questions of Rochelle Lewinsky. She was really sharp and on point. Uh, you know, people in Washington, both the House, Senate, White House, they know I've been pinpoint on citing the data. It's always about the science. I have over 70 peer-reviewed publications of COVID-19. That tops anybody in Washington. I'm happy to help the nation, uh, but they need to bring in doctors like myself. I can help organize the team. We can get America on the right track. Are you still being persecuted? Have they backed off of you or are they still giving you a hard time? American Board of Internal Medicine has granted me an appeal, which I intend to, um, uh, to be successful and prevail. Uh, in no way should any doctor suffer professional reprisal for Senate testimony, and that's what the ABM is attempting to do to me. Well, when exactly did it become somehow illegal or bad? If you're my doctor and you give me a diagnosis and I say, well, let me go to somebody else and get a second opinion. Because basically, doctors give advice, the best advice possible. You base it all on, on what you know from all the peer-reviewed stuff and from what you've, you've learned all these years being a world-renowned cardiologist. But if I decide I want to go somewhere else and get another opinion and another person has a different opinion, why would one of you two be in trouble because you've got varying opinions? You shouldn't. I mean, this is the job, isn't it? We're supposed to have separate opinions because there's only scientific data 
and multiple interpretive points of view. Misinformation doesn't exist in clinical medicine. That word should be stricken from the records. It should be removed from social media. We should drop all COVID misinformation policies and content moderation. It doesn't exist. We simply are evaluating scientific data as they emerge. He's got a Substack. It's Peter McCullough, md.substack.com. Uh, He's got a radio show. Check out America Out Loud and get his book right now, Courage to Face COVID-19. Let me let me ask you this just last question, Doc, and I appreciate you making time today. People watching and listening are still very concerned. They don't know how to treat their two-year-old. They don't know how to treat their 75-year-old. They don't know how to treat somebody who's 40. When it comes to COVID-19, what's the best practice right now? Just quick advice you can give people watching and listening on how they should handle this. Go to AAPS online. Dot org and get the COVID home treatment guide. It's going to apply to other viruses like influenza and related viruses. Uh, that's the best home treatment guide. Starts with virucidal nasal washes and sprays and gargles and moves through a treatment protocol. What is the website again? AAPSonline.org. AAPSonline.org. Uh, Doc, I can't thank you enough for your friendship and your vast knowledge since the very beginning. And when we're in the same town next time, let's make sure we get together. All right, see you then. Appreciate you. It's Dr. Peter McCullough. Go to PeterMcCulloughMD.com or CourageToFaceCovid.com, and we're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pag Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Always a pleasure, a pleasure to have Dr. Peter McCullough on the program. He is just one of the smartest dudes I know. And Carrie, see what I mean? Yeah, I say somebody rattles off two studies. I'm I like, know. Really? <laughs> That's, yeah. Now, those watching and listening have to understand, we did not set up any of the questions. I never do. We didn't set up any of the answers. Hey, let me get my studies ready. N- none of that. And you got to love that he's so completely in tune. There's with, so much information in his yes. brain. Wow. And and I, I'm telling you, I think I'm smart until I talk to somebody like that. I'm like, okay, you know, what am I? What do I know? Just some doofus. So um, it's always great. If you missed any part of that interview, great information, also great resources for you to keep your your family safe from COVID and from the shots. For God's sakes, I'll post it up on Rumble later on tonight. You go to JoePags.com. You click on um, um, watch. Not the word watch now. Watch now is for the live video stream. Watch. You might have to, on a mobile device, you'll have to do a drop-down menu. And click on watch. Takes you right to my Rumble channel. You'll see the Ted Cruz interview from yesterday. You'll also see the Peter McCullough interview from today. You'll also see Greg Jarrett. That's going to happen next hour uh, from today as well. We post all of our videos there, including videos of my um, of my parodies. A lot of people are like, oh, I need that parody. Well, go to Rumble. It's going to be over there. I do put some of the stuff up on, on YouTube, but YouTube for COVID stuff, I could not post this. They would ban me and kick me off the whole platform because they don't want the truth out there. What bothers me the most is that up until COVID hit in this country, you were always able to go to the doctor and get advice and get a diagnosis, then go get a second 
uh, a second diagnosis, get a second opinion. And it's literally called a second opinion for a reason. And McCullough even says so. We go by the peer-reviewed data, and then we give our work experience and our opinion because of what we've seen. And I want you to go and get a second opinion. For some reason, the government said, this is the way it is. You have no choice other than what we said. And if you try to question us on it, we're going to squelch you and call it misinformation. I agree with him that the term misinformation should be abolished because it just doesn't work. Not when it came to COVID. The misinformation was coming from those calling it misinformation. Joe Pag Show. Lots more to come. Give it here. This is the Joe Pag Show.